Welcome to the First World Philippines Podcast. Hey guys, and welcome to the First World Philippines podcast. Today's guest, Don Seriano, author, serial entrepreneur, financial advisor, mentor, guru. This guy is Mr. Talented. I am so grateful to call Don one of my good friends, to call Don someone that I really look up to as someone who is a world-class Filipino. Hindi lang sa salita, sa gawat rin. Ibig sabihin, not just in words, in action too. He is a Filipino whose vision is to help other Filipinos reach their financial goals and ultimately create a legacy that lives way beyond his life. Don's journey from being bankrupt at the age of 24, half a million peso in debt, to get out of that struggle and to celebrate the financial success that he has now, not just for himself, but that he's mentoring other people to become millionaires. So he has quite an impressive resume, not of the traditional style, but of the new age style of Filipino who's taking control of his own destiny, not following the false beliefs of other generations, but becoming his own man and helping others break free. This man is amazing, extraordinarily inspiring, and it's not a coincidence. The title of his book is Break Free. So mangat Pinoy, mangat Filipinos, people who love the Philippines, this is an episode that will inspire you to keep on track for your financial goals. Not just your financial goals, but the difference you want to make in your life. Yes, it is possible. If you stay here in the Philippines, believe in yourself, listen to people like Don, a man who has broken free of the false beliefs and helping others do the same. This is an extraordinary, inspiring interview. So excited for you to listen to this. Check it out, guys. Welcome to today's episode. I have one, one of my dearest friends, Don Sariano. Don, my pleasure you. that you're joining us today in the podcast and on the video cast. Thank you so much for joining us today on the First World Philippines podcast. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. Yes, it's finally, this has been on the, the list for some time. Don is my financial advisor. Uh, he has advised me on some of, one of a, couple, a few of my weaknesses, which is financial planning. And we did, he was also the author of this amazing book, Break Free. I love the, the subtitle, it's my favorite. Eight Principles to Get from Employee to Employer in Three Years or Less. I love that disclaimer or less. <laughs> financial literacy is your massive passion. Yes. This has been a long journey for you. Don is going to share with us um, one of the lowest part time, times of your life. Yeah. When you were 24, you went bankrupt and half a million peso in debt. So just to visualize how much pain that caused you at that time and how well, I'm Pagasa, fuck. Yeah, yeah. You thought Hopeless, that hopelessness yeah. you, you, you felt at that moment, but where you are today is a completely different place. And I think every Filipino, this some, not just Filipino, I'm, I'm Irish and I struggle with financial literacy, so I, I can disclose that straight away. And I was sitting down with someone like Don that really educated me on the long-term consequences of not making more practical steps towards um, more a sta- stable financial plan. And I'm, I, I'm, there's so many places I want to go <laughs> with this interview. 
I know you're a motivational speaker. You do a lot of work with financial. You have a lot of advocacies on the side. You're you're a serial entrepreneur with your own businesses. But let's go back a few years and tell me about. I know this is a strange place to start the interview. Forgive me, Don, for this. But go straight into that moment. That how before that moment before you went bankrupt. Can you build? Okay. What was the lead up to that moment? Thank you. Um, thank you, Mike, for for bringing me here. Actually, funny thing about it. A few uh, before I got into that bankruptcy, I'm actually a certified certified public accountant. Okay. So you were saying about um, Filipinos and Irish having this big problem about money, and we have this idea that if you're a CPA, you're good with money. That's complete BS. Yeah. <laughs> because I personally, and I know a lot of accountants, also not being good around money. So actually, I, I really thought I was good in handling my money, but it it was apparent that I was good in maybe handling other people's money around corporations and keeping their books intact. Funny thing about it was that at age 24, after um, a few businesses that went, went, went belly up, um, I found myself in the biggest, uh, I would say blessing right now, biggest blessing of getting into 500,000 debt and bankrupt at that time. And the reason why I call this a biggest blessing is because if this did not happen to me, I wouldn't be really where I am right now in this podcast. Um, I find it that, that that blessing was given to me. Of course, at that moment, I didn't really feel feel that way. It was really painful. I found myself staying at home for maybe two to three months, just sulking, just really feeling bad about myself. But after that, um, a friend of mine gave me a book, a book that I really love also, if I could remember. Yeah. It's uh, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by E. Howard Becker. I love that book. Yeah. And um, that book really made me realize that the mind that got me into the situation I was, isn't really the, the same mind that they came out of it. Mm. That if I wanted to start changing my life, I needed to change the way I looked at things. Yeah. I really needed to change my mindset. How did, just to talk to that, because there's a lot of people that are struggling financially right now, and that can be very a tough pill to swallow. Yeah. That it's their way of thinking. Was there a part, as you were listening to this advice, was there a part of your brain saying, no, 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 it's someone else's fault? <laughs> it's surely not me. In a sense, oh, yeah. uh, how, okay. how did you fight that battle inside your own head? Yeah, well, for me, it was, my mind was saying, um, this isn't really a problem. This is just, actually, was, it wasn't even 500,000. It was 492,000, something like that. Yeah. So I was telling myself, no, it's not 500, it's just 492. So I was in complete denial at that moment. Yeah. And the denial wasn't really working for me. And at, at looking back, I, I could really see myself in many Filipinos right now who have like maybe credit card debt worth 30,000, 50,000, or 100,000, super in denial saying, I'll just pay the minimum and then this is all going to be okay. I'll just sweep it under the rug. And then after two years, that 100,000 will be 300,000. <laughs> so yeah, um, there's so many Filipinos I feel that just like me at that moment, sobrang, they didn't want to embrace it because it's easier just to live at the moment, I guess, and yeah. just be happy, yeah. but not really happy, I guess. So you, <laughs> and you can reflect on yourself and what you see other Filipinos. Do you see it, is it the pressure to be happy in the moment, or do you think is it, are there companies or folks manipulating? Uh, what do you see in the environment that makes people not take this seriously. Well, I think the, the Filipinos in general just so you have this attitude that I'll just be happy, bahala na si Batman, bahala uh, na si Lord, And um, I think that's good in some in some way because we're really, as Filipinos, we're really looked at as very happy people. 
But I feel like it's also creating this denial about the real situation. Yeah. And until such time, I embraced my situation. That was the only really time that I got myself out of it. Is this? I just want your opinion. I just met a realization yeah. while I was listening to you. Do you think possibly one of the greatest strengths of the Filipino culture is the bahalana in terms of resilience? Possibly. So, possibly. Because the Philippines, if you really think about it, is the most attacked country in the world in terms of natural disasters, storms, earthquakes, volcanoes. Because of this, it builds up this massive resilience in terms of bahalana, whatever what may be, will be. And do you fear that the other side of that coin, for each great strength, there's a, a dark side of that strength for each culture, for each person? Do you think that the dark side of that is the shadow it casts on financial planning that just live for the day? Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, there's so many people right now, if I get a room of 100, I ask them, how many of you here manage your money? Maybe 10, 15% raise their hands, or even less. And that's really casting a big fear around what's going to happen in the future for all of these people. My biggest fear actually is what we call the sandwich generation, wherein I've seen so many people, like for example, panganay in the family, being breadwinners, supporting their their, their uh, siblings to go to school, working so hard, maybe working two jobs at the same time, supporting their parents, because maybe their parents didn't really prepare for retirement, or um, thinking about the moments that they're not productive anymore. So this sandwich generation for me, it's so many people. Like there's, the, there's this statistic that uh, 45% of Filipinos who retire don't even have enough money. And that's, that's a big... Yeah. Big, big issue, and I feel like it's something that we need to resolve right now. You know, I'm so grateful that we're talking about this. I think this is our first podcast we're dedicating to this because for a long time, la 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 la, a call <laughs> when it comes to financial planning. Yeah. I didn't want to, I avoided this, and this is my own weaknesses coming here. I, I think a lot of Filipinos can relate to that scenario where you just don't, maybe it's a boring subject, or maybe they think, oh, bahalana, focus yeah, yeah. na line, na line. And if you really think about us, like even if look at marriage, it's the number one uh, source of conflict in a marriage, in a relationship, is finance. And uh, the number one struggle, the greatest source of pain in families is sickness, mm-hmm. which a lot of times is caused by lack of uh, the financial needs to look after. Definitely. A lot of the emergencies within families are caused by finances. A lot of our happiness goes back to, uh, I'm not saying money is everything in life, this yeah. is not the, the point that Don is making, but lack of financial planning is going to guarantee you pain. And that, that's, I've seen that in my own life, and in the debt that I've been in in the past, and I, I see with a lot of Filipinos. So I'm so grateful that you're, you're here today to talk about this. So let's build on this. Yeah. Um, you, what was, if I know you've written a complete book about this, but what was the, the shift? So okay. you, you hit rock bottom, you started to expose yourself, to different theories and philosophies about money. What was the, the changes that you started to make that changed everything? Thank you, thank you for that. Um, after realizing that I needed to change myself, I actually started going through a lot of books, um, going through a lot of audiobooks, and going through the biggest online university in the world, which is YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> so I went through a lot of free learning around it. Yeah. And at that moment, I started following big names like Tony Robbins, uh, Les Brown, all these amazing people around 
philosophy and mindset and money management. And then at that moment, I realized, shucks, this, is, this really isn't enough. So I started now investing more in myself through workshops. I actually, over the past four years, maybe I've spent around 1 million to 1.5 million going to workshops both locally and abroad. Can you just repeat that again? Because I think for a lot of people, that's <laughs> what you just said is... It's a lot of money. So I spent around 1.5, 1 million to 1.5 million in workshops, seminars, locally and abroad. This is investing in yourself? Yeah, because that's actually one of the main concepts of the, this book. I think that's chapter five. Yeah. Make the best investment, which is the best investment is really on yourself. Yeah. Because the moment you start investing money in yourself, everything will really change for you. Yeah. I mean, if you're willing to spend 100,000 on yourself, that would mean you would find a way to make that money back <laughs> using the knowledge that you used from that workshop. So after that moment, I really started making this shift inside me. Because in my opinion, whatever money you have in your bank account, it's just really a result. It's just really a result of the kind of person you are, the kind of character you've built for yourself inside. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, whatever is external is just really internal. So the moment I started working harder on myself, things really just changed for me. Yeah. And that just got, uh, got paid, got to do a lot of businesses. And if I could share my yeah. uh, businesses right now, you, right you now. You got out of debt eventually? Yeah, I got out of debt. Of course, yeah. of course. Of course. Yeah. So I got out of debt maybe a year, a year and a half after. Okay, only a year and a half. Yeah, okay. a year and a half wow. after. Okay. And after that, uh, right now from 24 to 29, right now I'm at that space where I'm actually, I own Subway. Yeah. A franchise in a Subway. I have uh, Mr. Softy franchises, three of them. I have a potato corner. I have a. I'm just getting hungry. <laughs> I'm opening Shomi House next next month, and um, I also have this book in National Bookstore. Also doing workshops, and I also have a sales team in the insurance industry. Yeah. And yeah, I'm I'm just doing all these things really because I started investing in myself first. Yeah. And that made me such a valuable person that all of the value just started manifesting outside also in my life. And to credit Don. For years, I did re resist uh, a financial planner in my life, <laughs> and the reason I was attracted to you was because you became so valuable. Um, you, you, I think the first time we met, you came to one of my workshops. Yeah, I did, I did. Uh, and we, kept, we became friends, we kept in contact, you wrote your first book, I put my hand up to be one of the first few to read it, I remember exactly where I was. I think I won the challenge of reading it within less than an hour. <laughs> It's a wonderful yeah. book, an amazing book, but once again, uh, the credibility, my relation, just, just to, I think, emphasize what you did, you worked on yourself, you worked hard, so much harder on yourself, yeah. and people don't see that, and I, I want you to talk about this, the false belief that we have in the Philippines about universities being enough, or certificates, mm -hmm. or going traditional, I'm not trying to criticize their traditional education system, but in a, in a way, I just want you to help us see that you worked on yourself far harder than probably you did in, when you were back in college or back in oh, traditional schooling. Oh, so can you talk to us about that? Because a lot of people, once they finish school, they think that's it. Now I just coast. Help, us, help them break that false yeah, That's It's not true. <laughs> um, it's really not true that school is enough. Um, we have so much to do, so much to learn. I have this one philosophy that um, people are very much like trees. If you stop growing, you're, stop, you're, you're dying. <laughs> so um, it doesn't really, in, in my opinion, it's not really located in the four corners of the school, whatever learning you need. It's really just, in my opinion, like right now, I feel like I need to work so much in my leadership. 
So I'm actually reading a lot of books, listening to a lot of videos about leadership right now because that's what I need at this moment. So if you go to a school and you get a bunch of all these general ideas, it's not something you really need at that moment. So I feel like we need to create this um, burning desire for continuous growth and development really because what you need to learn at this moment is something you need to get in a book, a national bookstore or on a video or on a, on a podcast or yeah. you know, whatever information you need online at that moment. So yeah, um, school system, I think it ruined us a lot. <laughs> because it uh, allowed us to gauge ourselves in terms of grades. Like if you don't, if you, you get a grade very poorly, that means you're a bad student. Yeah. But in the real world, if you get a failure, that's good. Yeah. Because you're gaining experience and move forward, next failure, next failure, next failure. And then you're going to get that one success and all of that failures doesn't even matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, real life learning and continuous growth and development is really the key, I think. This is so interesting to, to me. The once again, I'm just going to go back to your title, your subtitle here. There's one word in particular that may intimidate a lot of our yes. listeners out there. The word employer. Yeah. Because if, from what I've noticed, and I, both in my country and the Philippines, almost all of the traditional education is designing us to be employees, not employers. Yeah. Designing us to be followers, not leaders. Designing us to be working in factories as, in, as a piece of the club versus build their own factories as owners or entrepreneurs or freelancers. Yeah. So I, I want you to talk about that because you are Bahira, being a, a serial, um, yeah. serial entrepreneur, uh, having gone up and down but continued to grow, continue invest in yourself. What, what is holding back Filipinos from becoming their own, being in charge of their own destiny? What do you see as the false beliefs? I would say two things. Number one is fear of what's unknown. Yeah. And number two is the the joy of security. Because it's really uh, for example you're earning 15, 20, 30,000 a month. And there's this um, I don't know, parang pag lang yung security idea. Meaning you feel like you're really secure but really it's not really secure. Because if I would go back a few years ago, I would really understand that security idea. Really because it's it's just really so nerve-wracking to be on your own. Mm -hmm. I, I, I say in this book, it's, um, it's so hard to be your own boss. Mm -hmm. Really because if you don't move, nothing's gonna move as well. Yeah. Um, the school system has, teach, has taught us that um, if I'm sitting down, here's my table, teacher's gonna give me an assignment, gonna do it, get good grades. If no assignment, I'm gonna have fun. So we, we're, we've been taught our whole lives and program. Program's a better word. We've been conditioned yeah. to think, give me the work, I'm gonna do it. Give me the work, I'm gonna do it. Give me the work, I'm gonna do it. But if you're a, an employer, nobody's gonna hand you the work. Yeah. You're gonna create the table <laughs> to do that work in the first place. So number one is fear of doing all those things, not knowing where to start. And actually, that's one of the reasons why I did this book, why I, why I created this book, because there's so many international authors and American authors talking about business and starting up your own business and whatnot. But there's, I, for me, there's no one person in the Philippines right now who has that book that you can just pick up and know nothing about personal finance or business and just from here open that gate 
of knowledge possibilities. and possibilities yeah. and open your mind. So that's really the purpose of this book, to um, open people's minds. Yeah. A lot of people have approached me telling me, Don, this is the first book I've read. Thank you. Because that's really my target market, people who don't read. This is a blue <laughs> ocean strategy. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's why it says here, read in one hour, guaranteed. So, para sa mga taong ayaw magbasa, this is the book. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you don't like to read, this is actually a book for you. And um, the reason why is, if you haven't read, you're missing out a lot. Yeah. And hopefully, this could open that gateway of possibilities for most Filipinos. Yeah. Personal question? Go. Why does this hurt you? This seeing a young Filipino, maybe a former classmate or someone who you can could see as a as a bonso as a younger why does it hurt you so much to see them struggle because people could say well forget about them Dom. just focus on yourself build your own empire why are you spending so much time in in reaching out so that other people can what's your yeah. deep motive here call me a millennial so <laughs> it's all about legacy for me and um in 300 years we wouldn't be here anyway and i remember this one um all saints day all souls day I was talking to my mom and I was asking her, Ma, who's, uh, you remember our, our Lolo? Yeah, I remember Lolo. How about your Lolo's Lolo? How about your Lolo's Lolo's Lolo? And your Lolo's Lolo's Lolo? And she was like, what? Why are you asking me all of these questions? I was telling her, no, because these people most likely achieve a lot of things in their lifetime, but nobody even remembers them today. And for me, I just want to create maybe and leave my legacy so that people really also remember who I am and what I did. And hopefully in the process of doing that, create so many people in terms of abundance, in terms of joy, and hopefully somewhere down the road, help the Philippines in that process. Because I know this country is such a beautiful place. And I'd rather people stay here, build a business, stay here, stay, get into sales, earn the same amount of money you're earning abroad, and create businesses, create more productivity here instead of going there. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing this. I, <laughs> I want to, I've always said many times in my, uh, if, I guess if anyone has been listening to me for a while, I said this is the greatest time in history to be in the Philippines. Yeah. So much opportunity. I'm going to ask you to, that's a broad statement, Malawak, uh, and, uh, and statement goal, but I'd like you to focus on what you see, something that people should be jumping on right now as a massive opportunity. So an industry or a, that, that is just completely, uh, I don't know, so much harvest is waiting for those who have the courage to step up. What do you see as the biggest opportunity for the things right now? Well, because this is where I am coming from, yeah. and this is where so far I've created maybe 15 people earning six digits every single month. Wow. These, these kids <laughs> are actually 20, 25, very young kids and they don't really have that much experience and that field is actually sales yeah. and when I say this a lot of people in the audience most likely would cringe and you know resist this idea yeah. but if there's one philosophy I know is that the best first step into business and financial abundance in my opinion is really learning how to sell hmm. and when I talk about sales it's really about three things learning how to sell products yeah. learning how to sell yourself yeah. Because if you sell yourself, that's really everything you need to start a business. And lastly, selling vision. Yeah. Having the ability to 
sell your vision to people, if, especially if you're building organizations. Yeah. So I actually have this um, one person in mind in my team. When he came to me, he was actually in financial stress. He had, he had a lot of debt. And he started this food cart franchise. And um, it, was re the, it wasn't really doing really well. So you your role is the mentor here? Yeah. Okay, the guide. Exactly. At that moment, um, I told him, you know what, let me help you out. Give me three years of your life. And right now, it's about one year and a half. And he just messaged me the other day, sending me this picture of this house he's building in, in the province for his family. It's a 1.5 million house. Yeah. And yeah, it just gives me so much fulfillment to have to create this opportunity for people who this person, by the way, is an accountant as well. Yeah. <laughs> no sales background at all, but yeah. you know, um, such such gives me such a relief and joy yeah. and fulfillment to see people getting help and them helping people. Yeah. Because yeah, they're offering great products as well. I love this. The can I give you a challenge? I'm just inspired because <laughs> I I feel. That for a lot of our listeners, the way to change people's most powerful way to change a false belief is through stories. Wow! Through this, and you said you have fifteen people that you worked on. Is it possible the sequel to this? Wow. <laughs> is and a lot of authors have done this, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I, we haven't rehearsed this. It's just flowing. I think the sequel to this, because this is these fifteen people, and or a few more, depending when on you're ready. The stories of those who have lived, who have followed these principles. Wow. Because I, I see that as a, just the most powerful way. Because this book, what I love about this book, there is some stories in this book. Yeah. Of course, your own personal story. But I think the twin book, that, that of course, maybe you're already going to tell us this is already in the works. <laughs> but that would be amazing. Or even if not using a books on video, audio, it's just some way to get those stories. What, like... What comes to your mind? How can you get get these stories out of these 15 people? Uh, maybe just really come from their own experiences. Mm. Because each of these 15 people right now, in my opinion, have their own pains, mm. have their own hurts. And yeah, definitely it's an idea. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Let's, keep that, let's keep that on the, how we can help you with that. How yeah. we can help you get that. Because I think that's a, stories is the way to really, on, to have people connect with the messages of the, these these principles. Like, there's not one principle I disagree with in this book. Wow. That these, these are universal. These are, once again, these are not Don making these up from his dreams. These are he's taking universal principles, exactly. but applying them in the Filipino context. Exactly. I think where we lose out in life is we fail to make the application. Now, you you said one word in your answer that I want like to build on. Yeah. And that's vision. Wow. Now. What when people ask you the question, and you touched on it about the Philippines? What what is your vision for this country and what it could become? I think it's the same with you. First world Philippines, first first world Philippines definitely, um, because um, I know this is such a great country, but we've gotten such a bad rep around corruption and um, people not being a straight arrow and people fleeing from Philippines outside. But I know that. If we just focus here, we just create opportunities here for ourselves and for people around us. Mm. And I feel that's really the beauty around business. Because you're doing it for yourself and for people at the same time, no questions asked. Mm. So yeah, first world Philippines, definitely. Mm. And actually one of my uh, missions in life is really to create a thousand millionaires in my lifetime. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's really my, my personal mission. 
so far I'm at five. Five. So far I'm at five. But yeah, I'm still young. So <laughs> let's see. That is. <laughs> so you're going to be the millionaire maker. Yeah, maybe. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully. So if I know we're coming towards the end, but I just have a few more questions. Sure. One of my favorite questions that I like to ask is the billboard question. Okay. Ebik Sabian, that for some reason all of the billboards in the Philippines were under your control mm-hmm. for 24 hours and you could write one message on that billboard that would be read by every Filipino. What message would that be? Hmm. Maybe there's still hope, I guess, I would say. Just that, just that. There's, there's still hope. Because um, I've seen a lot of people like feeling so down and frustrated around what life is right now. And I know for a fact that life isn't what it should be. But if you believe that there's a brighter and bigger life for you, I feel like yeah, there's still hope. Could we dig deeper in this? In terms of yeah. where this is coming from? Let's say there's someone listening right now who's feeling a bit hopeless mm. with their situation. Maybe it's financial struggles, family struggles, health struggles. Maybe they're surrounded by people who are giving them bad advice. Negativity. And negativity, <laughs> and negativity, yeah. What's What advice or guidance? Now, you've already mentioned the investing in themselves. Yeah, yeah. What other steps would you recommend that? Actually, I'll, I'll give you two perspectives. Things to step closer to, and the opposite, things to walk away from. Mm. For the ordinary person who is going through yeah. some doubts at the moment. Well, definitely, if you're experiencing something negative in your life right now, I would say that it's not an accident that it's happening. Just like me, at that moment where I got bankrupt and in debt, I didn't think that there was elsewhere to go. But at that time, looking back right now, I would say if that did not happen to me, I wouldn't be where I am right now. Yeah. Stronger and better and bigger, helping a lot of people. Mm move towards bigger and better direction for their lives. Yeah. So if that's happening, good, because that's meant to happen. Yeah. And it might not seem that way right now, but you are there for a reason. And I know for a fact God planned that for you. Mm. So don't, uh, don't resist. And just right now, just maybe just focus on where you're going. Because yeah. that's something so beautiful. You're not even aware that it's possible for you right now. I mean, if you were to tell me five years ago I would be here, I would tell you, BS, man. <laughs> it's, it's not possible. But um, where I am right now is actually at my age, for me, the dream. Because I, I never imagined to be here. So if I were to advise this person, just move towards the laptop, go to YouTube, <laughs> go through all of these videos and learn everything you need to learn and get inspired because um that's really how you can change this stay away from people who are nagging and are negative from you because that's really not gonna work mm-hmm. one principle i have here is the law of association yeah meaning you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with yeah. number six yeah so if you're a, a rock at the rock bottom and you're with balloons and you're tied to them you have no choice mm-hmm. but to rise up with them yeah stay away from those negativity <laughs> if the negative person is somebody you love I always tell this love from afar love from afar I mean yeah you can always love them but 
maybe from a little distance so you don't get hurt that much and you can rebuild yourself for that bigger future for you. For you. Yeah. Because I guess what I'm learning from Don is I know you mentioned the, a thousand millionaires. Yeah. You want to create a thousand millionaires in your lifetime. But it's really playing that bigger part in ending these financial struggles in the Philippines, which is at the root cause of so much pain. Oh, yeah. Um, with folks, families, you, you mentioned it earlier, uh, not having enough money for basic education, basic medicine, yeah. basic health care. Um, a lot of this, what you're doing is breaking free. That person is now breaking the cycle. Yeah, so if that person breaks free, using Don's term words here, then the next generation have uh, better opportunities. We don't have to pass down those bad habits. Definitely. So this is, Don, you've given so much today. Um, I have a final question. It's Go. a heavy question for the sure, end. Sure, sure. We're going to talk about your death. Hey! <laughs> We're going to talk about your last day on the earth. Okay. Which <laughs> is far away in, uh, in a, the distant future but it's going to come to all of us okay. and you're in your deathbed or whatever you choose to spend your last moments surrounded by the people you love and they ask you papa or grandpapa or your great grandchildren they all surrounded by you and they're asking for final advice okay. and you realize that you have to give your how do you say the three three truths that you have learned about life mm. in your journey going through bankruptcy, going through the loneliness, the depression of feeling like a failure, um, building up this empire, but not just building this empire for yourself, which you could have done, but building this advocacy to help so many others. All the lessons that you've learned, and if you were to give us three final messages, what's on your heart right now? Um, number one is don't follow the money. Okay. Just go and add value. Definitely, because where 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 you give value, money will follow. So what's the practical? Just sorry, this is so powerful. Is there times in your career that you were tempted by oh, short-term yeah. money? Yeah, definitely. I feel like the reason why I got bankrupt in the first place is because I was going after the money, okay. and not really just going after giving value to people. Mm. And if you come from the wrong motivation, it's really gonna end badly. I've found myself in multiple situations in my life where the motivation is wrong and the product is wrong. Gigo, garbage in, garbage out. So, so yeah, just add value to people. Okay. okay. Number two. Number two would be um, stop the worry, stop the fear, stop the doubts. Because that's just negative prayer. Mm. <laughs> I would say, what would sum this up would be surrender everything to God mm. and um, I'm not really a religious person but actually this is a recent philosophy that I'm currently embracing um, surrender everything to God because God really has a plan for us mm. if we don't get what we plan for maybe that's not his plan for us so just mm. be happy because you're still alive mm. <laughs> you just surrender everything wow yeah that's heavy <laughs> but beautiful, beautiful. Don, how can people get in contact with you? How can uh, our listeners follow up with you if they if they want to be like me and have Don as their financial advisor? That's not the purpose of this video. <laughs> Just for full disclaimer, I made that up at the front. Yeah. I'm sure I wanted you because of the wisdom and the yeah. value that you have you've given so many people, including myself. 
And but some people will want to get in contact with you. How can they get in contact with you? Um, well, you can PM me in my personal Facebook page. Okay. Uh, that's um, fa facebook.com uh, slash speaker done. Speaker done. Speaker done. Oh wow, that's a good name. Speaker done. <laughs> so of course, your contact details will be on this. So. You're giving permission people to reach out to you? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Facebook is the... Facebook, just perfect. DM me and um, we'll get in contact with you. Yes, and folks that have details on your Facebook page where they can get this. Yeah. This is a national bookstore. It's a national folks, bookstore right now. If you want to get a uh, great, not just Christmas, I was about to say Christmas gift. It's Valentine's Day tomorrow. <laughs> what a great Valentine's gift, actually. It's a, just, it's a fantastic gift to give to someone. And I would happily give this. Actually... Perhaps we can raffle, we can get some off you and raffle Actually, off I, I, I brought like five copies, you can oh, awesome. give it away. We'll be raffling that off, <laughs> that's just to create more awareness. Yeah. The whole concept is there is goals in these pages. So what, what's, the, what's the biggest thing that you're working on right now that excites you? Uh, right now I'm working on um, workshops actually. Okay. Um, I have this life purpose workshop that I'm doing oh. on March 4 and 5. Okay, in, in Metro Manila? Yeah, it's, it's going to be in Makati. Venue's not final yet, but um, it's, a, it's really a two-day workshop for people just like me, Naligao or Naligao Landas. Yeah, <laughs> or not really knows what to do right now. Okay. Maybe they're looking for something they're really passionate about, and this workshop can really help you give get that peace of mind you've been looking for. Oh, wonderful! So let's see an extra bonus. I wasn't aware of that that's coming up very soon. Um, if you're listening to this before March four or five of two thousand nineteen. Well done, we'll send you the details. If not, I'm sure this will not be the end. There will yeah, be yeah. a series of workshops. There's a huge, huge need for this type of education <laughs> and exposure. So, Don, thank you so much for sharing time with us. I know you're a busy man. You have another appointment coming soon. Yeah. So, <laughs> and for your, your role model. Thank you so much. You, you wear this t-shirt with pride. Yeah. The message of this t-shirt. So, thank you. Thank you. Hey, this is Mike again. Thank you so much for listening to the First World Philippines podcast. It would mean so much to me if you left a review, if you share this podcast. Somehow help us spread the word. We do this for free. All we ask in return, please consider sharing this with your friends, people who love the Philippines, and people who want to become successful in this country. This is their podcast. Thank you so much. I'll see you in the next episode.